You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hi, I'm Marquis Laughlin, and today I'm going to talk about one of the most overlooked aspects of the end times, betrayal. Jesus' prediction of betrayal is such bad news that it's easy to overlook because most of us just don't want to hear it. We can barely imagine it to be true. Think about it. Most of us are familiar with the beginning of birth pains that Jesus spoke about in Matthew chapter 24. You know, wars and rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, famines, earthquakes, and pestilences in various places. But few, if any, are interested in discussing what happens next. I remember when I first read Matthew chapter 24, everyone had something to say about the birth pains. But when it came to what comes next, commentators were virtually silent. No one had much to say about people betraying one another or to the authorities for a price. See, I got saved in Hollywood. I was trying to understand the end times. I was an actor. So many people teaching so many different things. It was confusing. As a storyteller, you're uh, you're an actor. You're you're a story detective, and so I was uh, I was baffled by the number of quote unquote experts that claimed to know what they were talking about that disagreed with each other. Uh, everyone had a different take on the story. It seemed so. I was convicted by the Holy Spirit to memorize more scripture. I knew the scriptures were accurate, so I started memorizing Revelation, then Daniel, then John's Gospel, etc. I've been presenting the scripture scripture live as a ministry for the past 25 years. I performed scripture hundreds of times at hundreds of churches, and I also decided to memorize the words of Jesus, and I started with Matthew chapter 24. I figured if anyone's going to know about Jesus' return, it's going to be him. Any interpretation I must, I have, it's got to match his words if it's a proper interpretation. So here's the part of Matthew chapter 24 that so many are silent about. See, after Jesus discusses the birth pains, he goes on to say in verse 9 of Matthew chapter 24, that then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And in verse 13, he says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So that's our context. And then he says, in the next few verses, he goes on to warn us about what to do when we see the Antichrist sitting in the temple and committing the abomination of desolation. The Apostle Paul also teaches the same sequence of events. He also refers to this falling away in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. He says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, so he gives you the context. This is end times. Jesus, before he comes, right before he comes to gather us to him, here's what's going to happen. In other words, right before the re- resurrection, the rapture event, 
when he comes back, the longing, uh, the, the thing we're supposed to be longing for, his appearance, right before that, here's what happens. He says, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. So he's saying, don't, don't listen to anyone who tells you that this event, Jesus has already returned and that you've missed it. Um, he said, let no one deceive you in any way. For that day, what day? The day when we'll be gathered together to Christ will not come unless the rebellion comes first, the falling away, uh, a falling away from the faith comes first. And then the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. So he Paul's teaching the same sequence. People are going to betray and hate each other, and the Antichrist is going to be revealed. The one who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. So we've been warned about a time when all nations will hate us so much that they will imprison and execute us. They will pay people to turn us in or betray us. See, Jesus speaks of two groups here. Those who fall away and betray, they're the ones who hate. And those who endure to the end. So both of those groups have to be present in order for this falling away to actually happen. That's another reason we know it comes before Jesus gathers us together to himself. Now, remember that Jesus said that he, the son of man, must be betrayed. I, I found this interesting. Have you ever wondered why? Why was it absolutely necessary that Jesus be betrayed by someone close to him? Now, we know it was written in the Psalms. Uh, Jesus actually quotes the Psalm right before he hands the, 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 the bread to Judas to betray him. He says, he who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. This is to fulfill the scripture. So he's fulfilling Bible prophecy right out of the Psalms about the Messiah, that he will be betrayed. But what can we learn from Jesus's betrayal? Jesus told us in a parallel passage to Matthew chapter 24, in Luke chapter 21, verse 16, that you will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. Could it be that the betrayal that Jesus experienced is a picture that we can learn from to discover what is destined to happen to believers in the future and how to overcome it? Sobering stuff, hard questions with not uh, easy answers. I believe it is, though. I believe that Jesus was betrayed to show us, ultimately, how to handle betrayal. He's our great author and finisher and perfecter of our faith. <clears throat> Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10 that, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you in that hour. There's a, a way to handle the persecution. Trust that God's going to give you what to say in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. 
Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my namesake. Sound familiar? But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And there's your context. Most of us look at this and go, oh, this happened to the first century Christians. That's all he's talking about. But Jesus says the one who endures to the end will be saved. And then he says, when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So there is a um, a direct reference to his appearing um, and enduring to the end. So we know this is something that is going to, we're going to have to deal with as end times believers. It's not just exclusively for those who came before us. Uh, you know, Jesus speaks uh, the truth to every generation. And that's why we can read the scriptures and they apply to us in whatever generation we are. We have to deal with people who are going to hate us on account of Jesus. We're going to be persecuted consistently and particularly at the end times. So uh, this is a passage I, I hate uh, to, to have to hear people uh, read the Bible like it's just regular words that some man wrote. Oh, this is a history book. This happened at this date. And now I can put that in the box and check it off. And I don't have to worry about the fact that it's timeless and that it refers to everyone at every time. And um, I, I don't have to take those words to heart. I think that's a, 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 man, a man-centered way of viewing the scripture. Now, uh, Jesus says, uh, gives us keys of how to handle this betrayal. <clears throat> he goes on in verse 26 to say, so have no fear of them for nothing is covered that will be not that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be made known what i tell you in the dark say in the light and what you have heard whispered proclaim on the housetops and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell and and so he he tells us where to put our focus. Our focus is to be on God, fearing God, not fearing man. Fear of man is a snare. And then he goes on to say, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my father who is in heaven. So Jesus is telling us, if you're ashamed of me in this generation, I will be ashamed of you in the next age. You will, your reward will be lost. We, we are not those who shrink back, but those who hold fast to God's word. So, uh, and then I love this because this is the, this verse, uh, 24, uh, verse 34, uh, goes on to say, do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword for I've come to set a man against his father here it is again, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And he's not saying this proverbially. He's saying a sword. He's saying betrayed unto death. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Now, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So there you have it. Jesus is saying, you 
should love me more than any other relationship. And some of those relationships might betray you in the end. That's how much pressure is going to be on the church and on believers. We're going to be tempted to um, tempted to turn in each other for their faith. We're going to try to save our own skin, as it were. Maybe our view of what we thought, who we thought Jesus was and what he was going to deliver to us, maybe we'll be discouraged like Judas Iscariot was. He he was looking forward to Jesus coming and ruling and reigning with Jesus over the Romans. And when he uh, finally became convinced that Jesus was sure that he was going to die on a cross, he, he, he lost hope. He was disappointed. He didn't get what he thought he was going to get or deserved, and so thus the betrayal. Amazing stuff. Now, Jesus warns us about betrayal uh, from family members and friends, and he also tells us to pray that we will be able to stand in that day. And he shows us what to do by warning his disciples about betrayal and praying in the garden just prior to his betrayal and arrest. He prays three times. He tells them, don't fall asleep lest you fall into temptation. So we know that one, we need to warn others that betrayal is coming so that they will be strengthened and encouraged when it happens. And two, we need to focus on fearing God. We need to focus on seeking God, praying to God for the power to prevail when betrayal strikes. See, we have a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses and trials. He is our example. And as followers of Jesus, we can expect to be treated the same way he was, and we should consider it an honor. I'm Mark E. Laughlin, and you've been listening to the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. Now, for more information about my ministry, visit actsoftheword.com. Take a look at my schedule. I travel the country presenting Revelation, John's Gospel, Daniel, and many more books of the Bible. Perhaps I can visit your church and present God's Word to inspire you to hold fast to His words as you continue to long for His appearance. Until next time. May the Lord bless and keep you. Shalom. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 